0: Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello and welcome everyone. This is such an exciting day. This is the first podcast in my new series, Luminosity, where you will learn all things health, wealth, and freedom. For those of you that don't know me, I am a coach, a speaker, an author. I have co-authored one book and written one book on my own. I'm a mentor, an entrepreneur, an accountant, and have added curator to the, my latest titles. I'm also a mother to the most amazing 11-year-old daughter. I have uh, my background. I have a 30-year finance background. And about 10 years ago, I became a certified nutritionist and health coach. And I'm also a certified money and life coach. I do one-on-one coaching. I do courses. And I'll be launching a new project in this uh, coming year and very near future. And from all of this, what I found was that when I was coaching around health, money would come up all the time. And when I was coaching around money, health would come up as an issue. So I did what I wanted to do from the start, and I am coaching them all under the umbrella of self-care. And I teach women to become well-rounded and balanced in all areas of their life. And we got to remember how we do anything is how we do everything. So everything relates to each other the same way. My main focus is around the super busy entrepreneur who is the superhero type woman, I like to call her, Uh, Type A personality that doesn't quit. More often, uh, I watch women running themselves into the ground in both the corporate world and the entrepreneurial world, especially the type A personality. Like They don't stop. And I have to include myself in that. And a little bit more about my story will come on later. I, was, I had to stop. I didn't have a choice at a certain point in time, but um, it's common with that, uh, with that group of people, type A personality, we like to go, go, go. So I teach her to put herself first so she can come forward into the world being her best. I teach about being more and doing less, not pushing so hard and enjoying what you already have and what you have accomplished. When was the last time you took inventory of your successes? I am all about gratitude, and last year while teaching one of my courses, the Wealthy Woman's Way course, I was challenged by one of my participants. She said, we always talk about gratitude, but never our successes. Well, I knew this, um, I, I never knew, I knew it, but I didn't really take it to heart until then, and while I often speak to the world of entrepreneurs, this information pertains to all people not just entrepreneurs. So everything we're going to hear in these podcasts is going to be useful to everybody out there. And even though it is geared towards women, and some of it will be very specific to women, because some of the speakers I have lined up are specific to women's health, but there's always going to be things in here that you can learn. Um, So with that, that said, on to today's show. I am here today to talk about one of the many tools I have in my care box. That is what I call my toolbox for me. Today is all about essential oils and how they can be used for stress, anxiety, and adrenal health. Before we dive into the specific oils, let's just take a moment and talk about how essential oils work and what the heck your adrenals actually are. I would say that most people out there use essential oils to make their health smell good. Am I right? Well, they can certainly do that, but they are so much more. Essential oils have been used for years and are one of nature's most powerful support tools to help our body heal itself. Aside from enhancing the air in a room, they can be used for cooking, cleaning, skin care, animal care, which is really interesting, I learned that sort of the hard way, and supporting the physical and emotional needs of the body. It is really important to use very high quality essential oils and make sure that you're not just using man-made scents. These can have a lot of um, detrimental effects on us. They kind of go in the opposite direction. And they should be tested and certified. And I live in Vancouver. So here in Vancouver, I have one excellent supplier who happens to be out in Fort Langley and that I use. And I'm also a distributor for doTERRA myself. I started out just um, having the interest in oils and got into it. And It supports my own habit, basically. (laughs) So um, get on to a little bit more of that later. So years ago, I started out using essential oils like everyone else to make my home smell good. That was it. That's what I knew. And I wasn't buying high quality oils. I was just, you know, they smelled good. Then I began using them for my own menstrual cycle. So this was, you know, I had, you know, I had pretty rough cramps and all those girly things going on. So, I used it for that. And that was pretty much it for years. And then one day, I had a melanoma, which happens to be the most dangerous type of skin cancer you can have, and found myself looking to essential oils as a holistic way to complement my traditional surgical treatments. This is when I fell in love with them and all they could do to heal the body. I could do a whole podcast series on essential oils, but for today, we will be focusing on stress, anxiety, and adrenal health. And that's because that is the primary focus of my clients because they are that type A personality that doesn't stop and trying to do it all. So I use the term adrenal health instead of adrenal fatigue because the latter can imply a lot of very serious medical conditions and it requires a lot more extensive care than just you know using some essential oils. So this is more for adrenal health and keeping us healthy. So let's talk a bit about how Essential oils have actually work. So this is going to get a little technical. This is you know the science behind it all. So bear with me for a moment because I'm going to put a whole bunch of big words out there. Um, but it's it's going to give you a little bit of background on what actually happens when we um, smell an oil. So what happens as you inhale the essential oils? The molecules of the oil go back to the back of each nostril, where the molecules attach to the receptors on the cilia hairs, which convert to nerves on the other side of the mucus patch. Told you we're getting technical. These nerves send the odor information to the olfactory bulb in the brain. The oil itself is not sent to the brain, but rather a message of the complex chemistry is transmitted. This, in turn, communicates directly with the amygdala, hippocampus, and other brain structures and sorry if I butchered any of those words. I, even having my uh, health coaching and all my um, anatomy courses I've always taken, Annunciation was just not there for me. So there you have it, this week's biology and anatomy lesson. So let's lighten this up a bit and talk a bit about the application methods. There are several application methods when it comes to essential oils. As most of us know, we can inhale them. This can be done via direct inhalation or by diffusion. A diffuser is a device that evaporates essential oils into the environment. And I must add a little bit of caution here, and that is to not allow infants and young children to inhale directly as the doses may be too strong for them, especially when you're learning about oils. And if you're using really good, high-quality oils, um, there's some risks there. I also want to add that uh, way back when, we used to use candles in a little container with water to get the scent into the air. That is not the best way to um, inhale uh, the sense of aromatherapy oils. It's um, When you start heating them, you're going to change the composition of them, and it's not as good for us. So the diffuser is actually a cold air diffusion, and it doesn't heat them at all. And it does a beautiful job of it. And they're, um, they can be a little bit more expensive, obviously, than just a little candle in a dish of water, um, but they are so worth it in the end. So essential oils can also be combined with water and alcohol, such as vodka, in a spray bottle, which is then sprayed into the room. And essential oils can also be used topically. Some oils can be applied directly to the skin. Others are too strong for this application and must be diluted with carrier oil before they can be put onto the skin. I often use a fractionated coconut oil to do that. And I'm really enjoying that, and they're they're working out really well for me. They can be added to massage oils, creams, to the bath, just to name a few. They can be used internally. And I have to admit that I personally never recommend this method unless you are very experienced or working with a certified person. True, good quality essential oils can be very, very harmful if not used carefully. So now let's talk about stress for a moment and our adrenals. So you are wondering, what actually are your adrenals? We talk about them all the time, but what are they? they are little tiny glands on top of your kidneys that regulate various hormones. And I won't get into too much big biology lesson like I did before, but there's a little bit here. So the adrenal glands are made up of two parts. There's the adrenal cortex and the adrenal medulla. Forgive me if I butcher these words again. So the adrenal cortex is the outer part of the gland. It produces hormones that are vital to life, such as cortisol, which helps regulate metabolism and helps your body respond to stress. And aldosterone, I believe that's the correct pronunciation, which helps control blood pressure. So the inner part of the gland produces non-essential. Those are non-essential hormones, that is the things that you don't need to live, such as adrenaline, which helps your body react to stress. So adrenal glands are best known for secreting the hormone adrenaline, which rapidly prepares your body for, to spring into action in those stressful situations. And this is the function that we're most aware of. So when you are under constant stress, these little glands work overtime and get exhausted. So taking care of them is essential to our health. So some of the symptoms of low adrenal function are excessive fatigue and exhaustion, low stamina. Difficulty recovery from exercise, feeling overwhelmed by or unable to cope with stress, craving salty and sweet foods, feeling run down, sleep disturbances, waking up tired, even after you've had a full night's sleep, feeling most energetic in the evening, being slow to recover from stress, injury, or illness, food or environmental allergies, PMS or problems with menopause, consistent low, bread, consistent low blood pressure, mm. difficulty concentrating. So that's a big, long list. And you know I recognize when I look at this list, I realize that a lot of these are crossover to a whole bunch of other things, but um, that is a list relating to low adrenal function. So stress, anxiety, and adrenals all fall under sort of the same umbrella. Stress and anxiety are like the chicken and the egg, which one came first? There are many oils used for each of these. So let's start with anxiety. The most common oils used for anxiety are, you don't have to write this all down because I've included a little handout in the show notes for you um, that will have all this on there. And I'm going to be giving you a few nice little recipes for some blends and that will be on there too. But for anxiety, you can use bergamot, roman chamomile, clary sage, cypress, frankincense, geranium, mandarin, melissa, Bitter orange, rose, and ylang-ylang, and you know there's always lots more out there. But these are the sort of top ones that I chose to uh, put on here. And a really nice anxiety blend can be made with, and again, these are in the show notes: uh, frankincense, rose, sandalwood, and sweet marjoram. And what I do with these is, I buy little tiny bottles on Amazon. And you can get little tiny ones and you can mix all your oils in there. And you can use some straight up oils um, and just put the amounts of the drops that I give in the recipes here and put those in there. And then if you want to use it topically on your skin, you can actually add some fractionated coconut oil to it also, which we'll get into in a second. But for this one, uh, for this anxiety blend, it works really nice in the bath. So to make the oils dissolve better in the bath water, you just want them to float on top. So in a non-reactive bowl, you combine one teaspoon of milk and then two to six drops of this anxiety blend. And so to mix that together and then put it into the water, and that's going to help, uh, the milk will help dissolve it into the water better, so it's going to go through all of it, not just sort of lie on the top of the water, because of course oil and water don't mix very well. But the fat to the milk will um, help it combine a little bit. So you can also put this in a, uh, this blend in a little roll-on like I just spoke about. You can add 15 drops of the blend and then fill it up with a fractionated coconut oil. And then you roll it onto your temples, wrists, collarbones, just as you need. And you can do that throughout the day. So now when it comes to stress, stress, stress is actually a very broad topic when it comes to essential oils. When you research a good book on essential oils, you will find specific blends for various stress factors. For instance, you have anger, apathy, bipolar, burnout, depression, fear, frustration, grief, insomnia, guilt, mental stress, panic attacks, restlessness, shock, trauma, just to name a few. The list is actually a couple pages long that they describe all the different things in the stress umbrella. So some oils that are common in this background are bergamot, lavender, roman chamomile, grapefruit, and ylang-ylang. And I chose, for this part, I chose a basic blend uh, for burnout, which you would use some lavender, grapefruit, lemon, and sandalwood, or you can use vetiver. And uh, again, I put the full recipe uh, of these into the show notes for you on those ones. And so the various ways you can use uh, this oil is in an air spray, a bath inhaler, or massage. And Now there's one last recipe I'm giving in here and that's a recipe blend for adrenal support. This is one of my favorite ones. And so this is has vetiver, sandalwood, patchouli, ylang ylang and geranium. And with this one, you can, um, it's got many applications to it. So you can do the air spray one with this and what you can do is actually spray it on your pillow before you go to sleep at night. Or you can uh, put it in the bath. You can put it in the diffuser um, it's recommended to put this in the diffuser and run it for about 20 minutes before you go to sleep at night in your room. Uh, you can do the inhaler, uh, massage, and roll on. So there's lots of different applications for this one. It is one of my favorite ones. And again, all of these blend recipes are available on a download, uh, downloadable handout that you can get through the show notes for this podcast at www.mariacondi.com forward one. And I wanted to take a moment just to talk about essential oil safety. First, uh, make sure that you don't use oils directly on your skin. Most oils should be diluted in a carrier, such as fractionated coconut oil. And the more you get to understand and learn about oils, you know, and if you have a couple good books, which I'll reference shortly, um, they're going to guide you through which ones can be used right on the skin and which ones can't. And, so, and also use extra caution with children under five years old and particularly with those under one. With young children, I would always reference a good resource to make sure you do not cause harm when you're simply just trying to help out. Essential oils are great for children, but you just need to be mindful of what you're using and how much. And last but not least, if you try something and you have an adva- adverse reaction, just stop using it. In the show notes, I have also referenced a couple of my favorite reference books that I use on a regular basis. So this is the Complete Aromatherapy and Essential Oils Handbook for Everyday Wellness. And the other one is called The Essential Life. And so these will be in the show notes also. And I'll also put a link in there to my own doTERRA site. Um, You can choose to order oils from there, or you can just choose to be educated from there. There's lots of great information and education on there. And both of these books, um, I'll put the link in there also so you can just um, go straight to a download on those too. So I do hope you will give essential oils a try. Um, If you're not already using them, there are so many benefits to them, it's crazy. And I have to warn you though, they're a little bit addictive. And I started out with a basic group of six oils And of course, since becoming a doTERRA rep, it hasn't helped me, but (laughs) it hasn't, it hasn't, it's been a little bit uh, crazy, but I have close to 70 now. So start small and take it from there. I love my oils and I use it for so many different things. Um, I made a little comment about animal care before, and I often just, as a basic oil in my um, diffuser on a regular daily basis, I usually do a blend of lavender and vanilla, and what I realized is, I have a cat that's got serious anxiety and it just chills her right out. I love it. When she starts going crazy in my house, I just put the diffuser on and she's just mellow right away. And that was just by accident I came upon that and I tried it a couple of days, a couple of times. Like, oh, that actually works. And when she's really crazy, I actually get out the bottle of essential oil and just, you know, make her sniff it for a second and uh, from a distance. And, uh, but it really does calm her down, and it's you know that was just one therapeutic use for animals, and there's many, many more. I have that piece I have not studied, and uh, but if I do, I'll let you know about it. It's been very interesting. I also make some blends for my daughter who has anxiety, and I don't want to call it ADHD, but she has some focus challenges, so I've got some blends I've made for her on that. So that's been, uh, overall, essential oils has been so um, primary in our holistic health care in our home. So with that, I thank you so much uh, for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure talking to you about essential oils, something I'm so passionate about and love to educate others about. And I'm sure I'll be doing another podcast down the line on other uses for essential oils. And thank you today again for joining me for this conversation. This is just the first podcast in many, and I have a wonderful lineup of speakers for you. We will be speaking with relationship coaches, wellness coaches, nutritionists, and so many more. And I always uh, welcome comments and suggestions for future podcasts. So after the show notes on the webpage, there's also always a spot um, for you to be able to put comments. If you want to learn more things, you can send me an email. Um, yeah. And that is it for today. Thank you so much again for joining me and hope you have an awesome day. Bye for now. Thank you for listening today. Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.